get really discouraged, Byron. I think all of us have had those moments. Um, but one of my prayers is that I'll be an encouragement. I talk to discouraged people, especially discouraged women, quite often. And so one of my prayers has been that this ministry will just help people to understand it's okay to be laughing and crying at yes. the same time. Yes. I think Sally Field said in, in Steel Magnolias, you know, that's her favorite when you're laughing and crying at the same time. And it's okay to be sad and still have joy. And it's okay to be concerned and still have joy. And probably it's going to be mixed together all in there. The mission of Women Living Courageously is to point women back to Jesus, our extraordinary God. Hi, and welcome to today's Mid-South Viewpoint. We're going to talk today with the creator of a new podcast, Women Living Courageously, and not just a podcast, but a, a resource to help you walk in your relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to talk to the host. <laughs> She's here, Melanie Red. <laughs> We've been having fun trying to figure out equipment in the studio. Sometimes things just don't work. You're right. <laughs> Often things don't work, especially the details and the mechanics, right? Thankfully, there's always a plan B. That's what we're working on now. But Melanie, it's so good to see you. Your dear husband, Randy Red, was here. Dr. Randy Red was here in a series that we were doing with Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary professors and getting them in. Of course, Randy's on staff and came in and did a great job. Actually, out of all the professors I had in, Randy did two shows with me. So it goes to show you just what a fine husband you have. I do have a fine husband. <laughs> He's a good man. He's a smart man. Yes, and he got his Ph.D. late in life. He just got it a few years ago. Yeah. And so I'm proud of him. He's, He's making, worked hard. He's making yes. use of that thing. He sure is. <laughs> so I know where you guys met, but how long have you been married now? been married 31 years. 31 years? Yes. That's yes. A, that it's incredible, in, that isn't it? impossible. Yes. I remember, and you do too, I'm sure, and we don't want to spend too much time talking about youth group stuff, but when we used to be in the youth group together, when Bellevue Baptist Church was downtown, Dan Carter was the youth director at that time. Did you go on that trip to the Navajo Indian Reservation? I did not. You I did got not. sick that summer, so I didn't get That's, to go. I was wondering. I thought you got sick on that, yeah. but that was my first experience as yeah. a new follower of Christ, a Christian, came to Christ as a teenager, plugged into this youth group and took that trip out to yeah. Arizona. We stopped by the Grand Canyon and camped out on the North Rim. What an incredible to walk out on those big boulders overlooking the Grand Canyon and have a quiet time, just seeing how big God is. And that's one of the things, Melanie, I really enjoy about the social media posts that you have. A lot of times you will post these incredible nature photos where you and Randy like to go, whether it be at the beach or the mountains or somewhere, just reflecting on God's greatness. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's nothing like being outdoors to make you realize how great God is. Just when you look around at any water, yeah. <laughs> any river, any ocean, the mountains, yeah, there's just something about that that makes me worship. I can worship outside yes. almost like no other place. You need those little quick getaways, too. And, and sometimes you can't run to the mountains or you, you can't go to the beach as quickly as you'd like to. We have found a, a nice little getaway on Saturday. Uh, my, my son and I love to play disc golf. And so short drive up to Whiteville, Tennessee, where the Bockerman's Deli is, you got to have lunch at Bockerman's, drive over to Bolivar for a little nine-hole disc golf course or public tennis course there. Just a short getaway, but it can really change your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I talk to a lot of women, especially online through email, and they send me messages. And often they'll say, I'm discouraged. What do I do? One of the first things I tell people, honestly, is get outside. Yep. Go take a walk. Go take a yep. drive, roll the windows down, breathe. Breathe. <laughs> and it's amazing how just to change the scenery, especially in, in all that we've been through in the last few years. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to talk about Women Living Courageously. It's a brand new work that you're starting. 
kind of a joint partnership, really, with Love We're Finding Ministries, with Adrian Rogers Teaching Ministry, Love We're Finding daily broadcast here on Bot Radio Network, and of course around the world and the mobile app that they have. But you're partnering with them. I think the story, behind-the-scenes story, is kind of neat. We have a mutual friend, Bobby Lewis. You were at a convention, you ran into Bobby, and that kind of started things in this direction. Yeah, Bobby's heart, we grew up together at Bellevue Baptist Church, and we both really benefited and were blessed like you were by the ministry of Adrian Rogers. And so uh, I saw Bobby and his wife at the convention, had no idea what was on his mind, and he mentioned that he thought it would be so amazing to continue the ministry of Adrian Rogers through people who grew up in that ministry. And so there's a girl that's doing a mom's group, kind of a, she does everything for, for mothers, and it's called Faithful 31 Moms. And he said he wanted to start something for women, just women of all ages, all stages of life, all walks of life. And so we just started praying and we said, what can we do? And he wanted a virtual women's ministry. And so we've spent months praying, planning, preparing, tweaking, and we're still just getting there. We feel like we've just touched the surface. For many years, you were the women's director at Faith Baptist Church. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually been at more than one church. I've been the women's ministry director, but I was actually on the staff at Faith, and it was a lot of fun. We got to do so many cool things, but it was a different day. I mean, it was a day where we all got together and sat in close groups and prayed together and held hands and were able to be in a different kind of community. And I will tell you, Byron, in the last two years, community looks different, and it probably will never look exactly like it once did. And and so that's part of this ministry, is we want to come in where churches, her struggling to figure out what to do and be a ministry to all women and a place for them that's safe where they feel comfortable if they're not as connected as they once were. All of us, whether you be a female or male, are thinking, will we ever get back to normal? What is normal? I'm not sure we're going to ever get there, Melanie. And we're living in a world of change, very fluid in life. We think maybe if we get back to what's familiar, Yeah, well, you know, one of my prayers has been to learn to kind of brighten the corner where I am. (laughs) And where we are may never look like what it used to look like, but we can find a way to do ministry today. And so ministry may look like kind of a combo. It may be a Sunday morning service, and then it may be a podcast during the week, or it may be a Bible study during the week, and then you get on websites and you read encouraging words, or you join an online Bible study. And so things are changing, and I think people have got to be okay with not doing it the way we've always been doing it. I just saw a report on the news. We are talking about how people are quitting their jobs, and a large portion of those are women that are doing that. A lot of them are reevaluating where they are, and actually many of them are finding new opportunities. saw one story where a lady had a, a corporate job in a marketing position and thought, what am I doing? I'm insane. I quit my job. But she is now like an administrative assistant online from her home for three different corporate executives. And she said, I will never go back. Yeah, yeah I think we're going to I think that's going to be the norm. And I think there are going to be some people who are not going to go back into a church building. Yeah. And and it's not that they're anti-church. And I know that's hard for some to hear. You, you may have some in your audience that would be shocked at that. But there may be people who've gotten so used to and comfortable with their pajamas and a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure you're going to get them back in the building in their Sunday best clothes. Uh, but yeah. there's opportunity. And I'm with you. Women are trying new things. Women are open to new opportunities. I have a lady that's coming on our podcast. We've, we're starting a podcast. And for those of you that don't podcast, uh, <laughs> I helped a lady the other day, 80 years old, 
find the podcast app on her phone. It was already loaded, <laughs> and we just I walked her through how to get on it. But a podcast is like a series of cassette tapes. If you ever listen to cassette tapes, if you ever listen to CDs or DVDs in your car, a podcast is just already on your phone yeah. or your music channel, and you tune in, and it's yeah. an episode. It's, it's like, like a direct line radio station, you know, for your favorite teacher like Melanie Red, you know, or whatever yeah. Melanie wants to provide through your guests, the topics that you bring to your audience. It's crazy, but, you know, podcasts obviously are the big thing now. Some of these podcasts, I mean, have just really taken over when it comes to communicating. And the church really should take advantage of this resource to share the gospel and to invest God's word into people's lives. Absolutely. And I will tell you, the 40 and under crowd is on the podcast. And so if you want to reach the younger generation, podcast is a great way. I think they like it because you can control the sound, the speed. You can yeah. decide who you want to listen to and when. But while girls, especially I, I minister to women, so I think about women, they're doing their laundry. They're fixing supper. They can pop in their earbuds and listen to a podcast yep. while they're doing something else, while they're driving. Yep. And so it's sort of this multitasking device that we now have. Rather than listening to music, they want to hear something positive. Right. Well, I know one of the things when you sat down with the Love We're Finding staff, you guys started dreaming. You prayed for a couple of months. You came together. What is this going to look like? You ask questions like, how would it be organized? Who would you seek to reach? So, Melanie, what does it look like? How is it organized, and who are you seeking to reach? <laughs> Those are really good questions. All right. Well, it's organized now in such a way that we've created a website with the help of several of the wonderful staff at Love or Finding. We've created a website that people can get to, womenlivingcourageouslyeither.com or .org. Either one works. Um, we also have started a podcast. We officially launch January 27th, which is just sort of our big party day. Yeah. It's when we say we're started. But there actually are some episodes. I noticed and, that. Yeah. Yeah, they've yeah. got several that are out there right now. Well, one of the things, too, I love about this is that it is rooted in God's Word. Proverbs 31.5, kind of the theme verse, right? 31.25. 31.25. Yes. Sorry about that. That's yeah. okay. Proverbs 31.25. Yeah. Thanks for straightening yeah, me out. Yeah, that's all right. And yeah. it says this. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. And that's really been our goal, Byron, is to help women to not be afraid, to get some courage and some gumption, as my grandmother used to yeah. say, and that sense of purpose again, and to start living again. That's really our ultimate goal. Well, another resource is the blogs that you make available. This is something you have been doing. Matter of fact, I think you have won some awards for your blog. Is that correct? There's been a few. There's been yeah, a few of those over time. Those, yeah. But I was looking at the website and I saw this one blog, most recent blog, I found myself smile again. You can too. Today, I want to give you permission to smile again. It's okay to laugh again. Yes, life is hard, but we don't have to live who have no hope. God didn't create us to walk around all gloomy. And then I love this quote here. Joy is important in winning people to Christ. Don't go around looking like an advanced agent for an undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we oftentimes forget who we are, maybe forget our identity, right? Yeah, and, I, you know, that's a little bit of Adrian. That was an Adrian Rogers quote, but that's a little bit of him and a little bit of me yeah. uh, together. And that's what the ministry is. If you love Adrian Rogers and you like me, it's a combo. Well, I mean, yeah. I think we should go back to a little bit of the history there. I mean, you go way back. You were a young girl in the ministry, really the new ministry of Adrian Rogers in Memphis when he first came here in the early 1970s. But your father was on the pastor search committee that invited Adrian Rogers to be the next pastor at Bellevue. Absolutely. And I got to meet his family. They came to town. 
town. His kids were our age, and we met the kids. They lived around the corner from us. And so I have a lot of memories of going into their home, of knowing them. And it, it's fun to look back because we had no idea the changes that were about to come. You know, you, you talked came. about Mrs. Rogers' healthy cookies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still have teased her in recent years when we were all on staff together at Bellevue Baptist Church. She brought brownies to an event. Everybody else had regular brownies. She had these, I don't know what they had, bran or something. And we all said, Mrs. Rogers, nobody wants to eat those brownies. But she was determined to make us healthy. I remember, of course, you know, I hung out too at the Rogers home. And I remember it was on whole wheat bread, of course. She probably made the bread, peanut butter and honey grilled like you would a grilled cheese sandwich. I'd never had it before. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's been a great encouragement. She's yeah. been a super encouragement. They both were. Yeah. He was especially, but she has been in my life as well. So we love their family, and this ministry um, hopefully will be a tribute to him and to their family. Well, going back to a time right now when it seems like it's so dismal, I mean, is there really hope? The clouds can kind of roll in even on Christians, thinking it's getting dark. And Where is my future? It's good to be reminded that we can have joy, and it comes through Christ. But we've got to get back into understanding the source of that joy and how we need to depend upon him and hold on to him during these times. Right. There's a verse that says we don't live as those who have no hope. And I think as Christians, we just have to sort of pull up by the bootstraps and keep moving forward. We we can get really discouraged, Byron. I think all of us have had those moments. Um, but one of my prayers is that I'll be an encouragement. I talk to discouraged people, especially discouraged women, quite often. And so one of my prayers has been that this ministry will just help people to understand it's okay to be laughing and crying at yes. the same time. Yes. I think Sally Field said in, <laughs> in Steel Magnolias, you know, that's her favorite when you're laughing and crying at the same time. And it's okay to be sad and still have joy. And it's okay to be concerned and still have joy. And probably it's going to be mixed together all in there. And I think sometimes when women see women like yourself, well, they've got it all together. They have no hardships. There's been no difficulty. But you say in one of your blogs, looking back over the chaos and crazy of the last two years, I remember distinctly hitting a rough patch. What was the rough patch that you hit? I think I just hit it. Was, it, it was right after Randy had had some surgery. My husband had three stents put in, and I can remember it was 2020. We just had to cancel everything. And I remember, like most people, I had that moment, those days, where I just got real downhearted. Yeah. And so I share one, one of the things I did is I felt like God just led me to turn on some praise music. And so I literally now, I, do, I did it this morning, yeah. so I can tell you, yeah. I go in my closet with my earbuds and my music. You mean your literal closet? My literal closet with the dog. <laughs> Usually the dog comes he, he's gotten used to it but i'll have a five minute praise moment you know and i tell people i'm you know i'm a i'm a conservative thinker but in the closet i'm a little charismatic um but I, it, it's something about praising and worshiping and remembering god's still god yes. he knew all this was going to happen yeah. and he hasn't changed just because yeah. we feel unsteady or uncomfortable yeah. we don't like it but yeah. there's something about when we praise byron and we we once again put him in his rightful place as he is god and he's in control our hearts change, too. For the past couple of years, you've been singing a song over and over. What's that song? Oh. Is, is it the same song? <laughs> well, there's one that I really love. And actually, it came on the radio when I was on my way over here. Uh, but it, it's a song by Hillsong, which I, I saw them 
they were in in the Memphis area, and so I saw them in person. But they they have a song. It's a duet between these two girls, and and it's called "Awake My Soul and Sing." And it was like God said to me, "You need to wake that soul up and sing." <laughs> and so there's I did it on the way over here. There's something about praise and worship that lifts our focus yes. from all the drudgery up to the fact that God is still in the heavens and He's still in charge. What doesn't it say, Melanie, that God inhabits the praise of His people? Yeah, and. That is on the bottom of the list with prayer, really, in our lives, unfortunately, where we should be praising and praying at the top. Right. You're right. And I tell women all the time, I'm like, if I had a lady call me. I was out at the ball fields one day. This was years ago, and she was crying, and she was really upset. And she said, what should I do? And I sent her to her closet. I said, you need to go get on your face <laughs> and spend some time with the Lord. But not just crying out, but also praising him you're yeah. right when we when we sing and we worship and we praise and you don't have to use music i just think it's easy and it helps yeah but it does affect us yes, in a does. really good way you know i've heard i'm assuming the story is true that dr charles stanley has in his office a corner that's designed it's like a prayer closet he can get away to he just goes in and gets along with god you don't have to have that you don't have to go into a closet obviously but i think the key is to Get away from the distractions. I mean, it might be a, a walk in the woods out by Her Parsons Lake, Shelby Farms, but maybe it's just in your backyard and your patio. Maybe it is just in your house, a room or something, you can get along with God and just worship Him. And sometimes I think it's necessary for us to really to fall on our face before God. Absolutely. I, I believe he. Uh, you see it over and over, in the, especially in the Psalms, where David's just on his face and he's crying out and he's praying. But, it, you know, God hasn't moved. He hasn't changed. Nothing has been affected. I, I think about, and I have to, can I tell a Dr. Rogers story? Sure. He had a joke he used to tell about a couple that had been married a long time. And the man looks over, and, and the wife says to him, honey, why don't you sit by me anymore? And he looks at her, and he said, I have not moved. And uh, <laughs> she was the one that had scooted closer to the door. And I think sometimes we forget God hasn't moved. Yeah. He's still driving, and he's still sitting in the same seat. But yes. we've moved. Yes. And we've kind of lost heart or lost hope, or we've looked out the window and thought the world is going Going, you know, crazy on me. And so I think, Byron, we just are reminded once again, um, Hebrews says, Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. And so if you're discouraged today or you're having a hard time, get your eyes back on the person that's not moved. God has not moved. He hasn't moved. Melanie, what is the biggest and most consistent heart cry of the women you talk to today? Wow, that's a good one. I, a lot of it's marriage, Byron. A lot of women are struggling in their marriages. But I think a lot of there's just a lot of sadness. Women are fearful. They're afraid of what what does the future look like for my children? What does it look like for my grandchildren? What what is happening in our world? And I, I think fear may be the biggest thing, the okay, bottom right. line concern. Fear yeah. over everything. And so that anxiety, yeah. fear, depression's right. a big oh, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I think we're seeing that. How important is it to discover your identity that it isn't in how you raise your kids, keep your house, or support the family. It's really in your relationship to Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Often I will encourage women, if you will fill your cup with him to the point where it's overflowing, if Jesus will fill your cup, you'll spend time with him, you open the word, you journal, you pray, you get on some good Christian music, you read from some inspirational books. If you'll fill your cup with Jesus, everything else will be better. Everything else will be okay because (laughs) you won't be jostled. If you're jostled, all that fullness just spills out. Uh, But when we don't fill our cup and we're dry, then we try to do it in our own strength, and it doesn't work. Yeah, and then the irritants and the anger and the frustration comes out when we're jostled, yeah. you know? Such a good point. That goes for us guys, too. You know, we really need to do that. Well, as a minister's wife and as one who serves in ministry yourself, 
If you ever have a place where you struggled with your identity in Christ, maybe getting your focus off? Oh, sure. It's all of us do. Yeah. Nobody looks yeah. in the mirror every day and says, oh, life is great. Everything's great. And, and I will tell you, one of the sweetest things that I, I guess, over the, especially over the past couple of years, that, that God's reminded me is just that I am loved. And I think mm-hmm. if you can grasp the fact that he just loves you, you can't yes. change it. You can't make him love you less, yes. that he just adores you. <laughs> you know, yes. I think of Romans 8 where the Bible says nothing can separate us from his love. And so, Byron, when I really grasped that, not just the Jesus Ooh, loves you, yeah. but when I really realized Jesus yep. loves me, me and he loves everything about me and I'm okay to him and, and I'm accepted in him, wow. there's something about that that's very freeing because he made me. I'm a little goofy and a little quirky, and I laugh a little too loud. Well, you know what? He made me that way, and he loves me anyway. <laughs> so I think yes. there's something about when we can grasp that, that, that we don't get so insecure yes. over every little thing. You know, I just heard a missionary speak recently. He said, you know, I'm taking the message of God's love to the other side of the world to people, but I struggle with the fact that God really loves me. He's walking in Christ. He's secure in that relationship. But sometimes we have different reasons why we doubt. Maybe it was the way we were brought up or not a good relationship with our earthly father. I don't know. But to get a handle on the fact, like you said, that God truly, truly loves me for who I am. Yeah. Yeah, and some of that, Byron, I know for me, it helps me. I'll write it out. I'll find I'll find a great verse, or I'll re- be reading a book that talks about how we're loved and accepted and how much God adores us, and I'll just write it out in my journal. And somehow writing it and thinking it and reading it, it begins to take yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I start yeah, believing yeah. All right. it, you know? Well, Melanie, with so many voices that are telling women what to think, how to live, what to achieve, how do women desiring to live biblically and being an influence in our culture today, how do they structure their lives? That's a great question. I, you know, one of the things that I, that I think helps me the most is I start every day with, with quiet time. I mean, we talk about devotions and quiet time, but the most significant thing that a woman can do is to have time every day with the Lord Jesus Christ by herself. And devotional books, you can use the Bible, you can use a journal, you can have a prayer journal. It, a lot of people draw. I have friends that use art. They draw out Bible verses and yeah. de- decorate it. You can do it any way you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's something about every morning getting up. And I, I love what one of my charismatic pastor friends says. If you don't want the power, then don't plug in in the morning. But if you want the power, you need to plug in in the morning. <laughs> and so I tell people, plug in early. Yeah. Get it going. Spend some time with yeah. him and acknowledge there's a God. You need him. And invite him into your day. That just changes everything for me, Byron. Everything else falls into place when I take care of that. When you want to be effective in raising your kids, in your relationship with your husband, if you're a professional woman in the working world, your influence in the marketplace, getting along with God first, like you said, filling up on him in his word, getting that priority and perspective. We're talking to men, too. This is for all of us. It really makes a difference. Oh, yeah. If you want wisdom, you need to be in the Word. If you want to have uh, prayers answered, you need to be writing down what you're praying for so that you can go back. It'll strengthen your faith to watch God answer your prayers. If you have a child that's struggling, you need to spend some time praying for that child. Yes. And so, yes, there's something about time with the creator of the universe that absolutely impacts and affects you for the day. Women Living Courageously, how can our lady listeners engage and connect with you guys? Absolutely. Well, probably the best way for them to do would be to go to the website, Women Living Courageously. It's kind of hard to spell, <laughs> .org or .com. But 
on the website, you can find everything else. You can also find us on Spotify and iTunes if you'd like to preview or get a little sneak peek on yeah. our podcast. So why the title? Well, it, it goes back to the verse. When I read that verse, she laughs without fear of the future. We, we were going to do women living fearlessly. And we were anyway, we found that we could get right. we could get the site. You know, some of it was being able to get the dot com and the dot org. But also as we as we kind of just let that ruminate and we thought about it for a while, we thought that's a great title. Women living in courage. Yes. Wow. And so that's our heart is yeah. to inspire the courage of the women yes. that will be part of what we're doing. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. You've got resources. I know you've written books for teen girls. Plans to write some books connected to this ministry? Maybe so. Maybe, Maybe so. <laughs> we have, there is a new book, and the, and the ministry is very supportive of it, but it's coming out in April. It's called Just Rest. It's for college and single girls, and it's all related to overcoming anxiety by realizing how great God is. So it's a devotional book, but we're going to go through names of God and and some of the principles of who God is. So things like, I'm struggling, but he is near. Um, I'm having a hard day, but God is with me. You know, he sees me, he hears me. So it's almost all through the Old Testament. It's pretty cool. Oh, I love that. And it's going to be an encouragement to single and college girls who are struggling with anxiety, depression, fear, doubt. And I've told women, you can pretend you're a college or a single young woman if you want to get a copy. (laughs) Well, it sounds like we're going to have to have you come back and talk about this book in April when it's released. So we'll have you back in the studio for that. Melanie, God bless you. Thank you so much. I really cherish our longtime friendship and to see how God is using you and Randy together in ministry. Then separately is your impacting lives for the kingdom of God. Thank you so much for stepping into this. I know it's a responsibility for eight years, Hope Ministry. Is that going to continue? It's going to, but it's going to kind of take a little bit of a, of a backseat. Yeah. And, and we're going to put a lot of the emphasis, energy, and, and everything into this ministry. Yeah. And so I'm excited because they dovetail. They really work yes. together. And, and to still the heart of this is to offer hope to people. And give that website again. Um, the website is called womenlivingcourageously.org or .com. And if you want to get to my website, the original site is melaniered.com. And also there's an app, right? For yes, the- Love We're Finding has an app. And you can go on the app and you can access the app store. It's uh, iTunes LWF. and Android yeah. app. Just search it on yeah, there. Yeah, look get- for the LWF app. And you can go on your podcast or if you listen on Spotify or maybe iHeartRadio, uh, you can get to the new podcast. And it's called Women Living Courageously. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not uh, you know going too far. We also started a new Facebook group, okay, a, a page, and we'd love right. to invite people to join us. Nice. So you can find us by the same name on there. Melanie Red, God bless you. My dear sister, thank you so much for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom, blessing the women's lives with this new ministry, and we appreciate you sharing the story. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Praise the Lord.